Thank you for joining us here today at Calvary Church, where we are committed to loving God and loving people. If you have any questions or want to learn more about who we are, visit us online at calvary.ca. Now let's check out this week's message from our lead pastor, Steve McDonald. At every major intersection in our lives, there's probably been some type of invitation. Somebody invited you somewhere to do something, to see something, or to meet someone. And I think some of the greatest moments in our lives are the results of an invitation. A wedding proposal, a a job offer, or someone giving us an opportunity that changed our lives forever. You know, many years ago in my teens, when my family started attending a, a new church, we were invited to a small group. Now, back then, I didn't know what a small group was. I just know that my parents said, hey, why don't you come? There's a bunch of people there, people your age, blah, blah, blah. And so I said, okay, I'll give it a try. It just sounded like a house party to me, so I said, why not? Now, what I didn't realize is that this small group was happening at the home of my future in-laws. Now, I wouldn't realize that for another five or six years. But I met some young guys there who were the sons of the people that owned the house and actually became good friends with them. I also met my someday wife, Susan. (laughs) That was her house. I didn't realize it at the time. She became friends with my sister. I became friends with her brothers. And God did some amazing things. But one simple invitation. One simple invitation would change my life Forever, And I am forever thankful that that took place. Now, on the flip side, there's some people that, that probably would look at some of the greatest regrets in their lives, that they've also been tied to an invitation, maybe a missed opportunity, where somebody encouraged them to be a part of something and they decided not to, and later lived in regret because of it. Invitations are powerful, sometimes even life-changing. And I honestly believe that every one of us, all of you, you have the opportunity to change someone's life through a simple invitation. Now, in the first book of John, uh, in the, the first chapter, verses 35 through 49, we see several examples of this principle at work within Jesus' life. People would discover Jesus and, and listen to the Messiah. Word was out And they would invite their friends and their family to come and see this guy. There was a buzz everywhere that he went. And those people that were doing the inviting, they probably couldn't answer a lot of questions that people had. Most of them probably couldn't prove he was the Messiah. And they were probably hard-pressed in the moment to, to prove to anybody anything, really, But they knew something was happening. They knew God was doing something. He was moving. People were being healed. People's lives were being changed. And they knew how to consistently invite others to reach out to their friends and their family to come and to be a part of whatever was happening. And you know what? Invitation is evangelism. And that can lead to transformation. As people come and become of the church part of the church on purpose, God does that thing that only God can do. When people who are far from God, beaten up by sin and facing its consequences, when they come around other people 
who are following Jesus, something begins to happen. We always want to be that kind of a church, the kind of church that, that when the unchurched comes, they feel welcome. They feel like they found a place to get the help that they need. And we do our level best to try to remove every obstacle that would prevent them from following Christ. So listen, as we move into fall, I want to ask you a simple question. Who can you invite? Who can you invite to coffee? Who can you invite to dinner, to your small group? Who can you invite on a Sunday to one of our services here? I think you need to make also consider the, the most of the season that we're in and the urgency of understanding what the gospel is all about and that people are lost without that understanding of who Christ is. So we've got Thanksgiving coming up. Invite them to one of our Thanksgiving services. Plan to meet them here, to sit with them, to take them out to dinner afterwards. Or maybe to plan even further ahead and look to Christmas. Invite someone out over our Christmas at Calvary Advent services throughout the month of December. Or one of our legendary candlelight Christmas Eve services on the 24th. These are all wonderful opportunities for you to invite someone to church, to hear the gospel, and to be forever changed because of it. You know what? Sometimes people need a little bit of time to think about your invitation. So you need to ask them again. And maybe even remind them one more time. But you know what? You need to be consistent, not pushy. It's not about badgering people to come, but it is about giving them an opportunity, and your invitation can make the difference. You know, we just spent, spent uh, four great weeks together in a message series looking at the idea of being a church on purpose. Our mission, the mission of this church, is grounded in the, in the great command that we were given by Jesus to love God with, with every part of who we are and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Now, some days living in that truth is easier than other days because we know that some people are easier to love than other people are. But that's when we need to allow the Christ within us to rise up to love the world around us because he must increase in our lives on a daily basis. And over the last three services, we've discovered that that when every member is serving, when every member is contributing, sharing their life and their faith through everyday connections, that's when we grow. That's, that's that process of discipleship, of, of growth, where we're becoming more like him and less like ourselves. And so as we grow, as we serve, as we reach out to others, we can be a church on purpose. Now today I want to encourage you to do something that you've probably never heard me say before. You've probably never heard any pastor say this before. But I want to encourage you to stop going to church. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Stop going to church. You know, we go places all the time. We go to the movies. We go to a concert. We go on vacation. We go shopping. These are all destinations. But today I want to challenge you to stop going to church and start being the church. Be the kind of church that you can confidently invite your friends, your family, your neighbors. The, the kind of place that, that you can bring them to and, and know that they'll come and be filled with hope. The truth is many people come because of an invitation, but people stay because of the community that they get connected to. And a community is best experienced when we are a community. When we're being a community, one with another. 
People are attracted to it. And as a church, we should be the hub of community, a community of faith. Now, in its most simple form, a community is a group of people that are united by a common interest. That could be anything from people's love of online gaming or motorcycles, baking cupcakes, or in our case, loving Jesus. And there's something powerful. There's something fulfilling and comforting about meeting people who share the, the same thing in common. And as you read through the pages of, of Scripture, we find pictures of profound community. It was that day-to-day quality of the relationships of the early Christ followers in the book of Acts. These were people that didn't just come together once a week, but they were in and out of one another's homes, eating together, sharing their lives with one another. As a matter of fact, Paul promoted the church as family, that that model of, of the church being a family, because it was the, the model that he saw. Uh, Jesus was always encouraging the disciples to, to practice community, to practice family, to be a church on purpose. And at the center of that, the center, the, the, the glue of all of that, that that kept that family together was John 13, 34. When Jesus says, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. You can't do that or walk in that unless there is a one another. And a one another is the community that we're talking about. It's the community that I'm encouraging you today to invite people to be a part of. Jesus valued community. And more than that, he is the glue that holds that community together because he is love. He's the love that he was talking about himself. And he must remain at the center of everything that we do as a church and everything that you do in your own lives. Sharing your church is really sharing the meaningful relationships that have helped your faith to grow stronger. It's reaching out to those who will also benefit by building relationships with those who are already planted deep in their commitment to building God's house. And that house is growing. It's always expanding, just like the kingdom of God. In Isaiah 54, verse 2, it says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Our faith is always being stretched. And the cords of our ministries are always being lengthened to accommodate growth. I remember the first time that I saw uh, an enormous circus tent being set up. I think it was down in Orlando, Florida at the Barnum and Bailey Circus. And it was impressive. But you can see it pretty much every year in downtown here, close to the Science Center, when the Cirque du Soleil shows up and they have these colorful, incredible tents, these canvas structures that are set up. But if you're around those moments when they're setting them up, They drive these huge stakes. I mean, they're massive. They drive them deep into the ground with strong ropes that hold up the weight of these massive, colorful canvas structures. It's impressive. But you know what? I believe that that God can use each of us during this ongoing season of growth to, to be strong stakes driven into the ground 
driven and holding things together, being a strength to one another as the church expands. And it will expand. Why? Because anything that's healthy is going to grow. And when we're rooted in God's house and the big life that happens when we decide to plant ourselves in God's family, we cannot help but invite other people to be a part of it, to come and say, come and experience the sense of community and family, the strength that it comes with growing together. And as a church on purpose, we're connected to one another, stakes planted deep that hold us in place when things begin to rock. Because when adversity hits, we all know that life can, it can unravel pretty quickly. But we have access to deep roots of faith and friendship that allow us to overcome and thrive together. You know, I'm so blessed by the generations that are represented within this church, young and old. One of our legends just passed away recently who was a longstanding board member, and he was an amazing man. And uh, I, I got a letter from one of his neighbors that was thanking God for his faithfulness to share the Bible with them. That when they were confused, he gave them worship music. That he helped them in their garden. That he did all the things that, that could be done that he could do. And as a result of it, he invited them to church. And you know what? They came. They came to church and they were baptized. And their lives were forever changed. And then when this family's parents came to visit from China, you know what? Their neighbor, this man who I'm talking about, he shared the gospel with them too, and as a result, they went back at home, and when they got back to China, they went to a church, they got saved too. They gave their hearts to the Lord, all because of someone's invitation. It's so powerful to see, because when we're rooted, when we're rooted in that big life that we have together, those things happen. And, and so the times that we face, the adversity that we face, those things are weathered because we walk through them together. And these deep roots are the result of being planted in a community of faith that God has called us to. And this strengthens our families as we grow together. Again, Psalm 92, 12 to 14, we've talked about this throughout this series, is that the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. That growth happens when we're planted in God's house. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. I'm going to say amen to all the folks that are, are just finding another birthday creeping up on them. I forget, how old am I now? Regardless of your age, young or old, God will use you and bring growth in your life as you keep yourself and your family planted in him. I heard a great quote by a prominent American pastor about the significance of, of church family in our lives. And he said, you can be committed to church, but not committed to Christ. But you cannot be committed to Christ and not committed to church. Why? Because Jesus loves the church. And so if you love him, you have to love what he loves and value what he values. He was fully committed to the church and to the plan of, of his father to reach the world. And he gave his life because of it. True spiritual health is impossible when we're not planted where he's called us to be. And when a seed is planted in good soil, it's nourished and it begins to, to grow and it plants and, and it sets down deep roots. And those roots become this lifeline, this connection in, in the development and the maintenance and strength 
of our faith. That's when we grow in strength and health, eventually producing good fruit. And those roots, man, they are locked in when they start linking with other roots. The church is still God's idea for growth in our lives. And the benefits or the fruit of being planted deep in the local church or being rooted in God's family, these benefits are many. But let me just give you four of them this morning because understanding these benefits and knowing what they are empowers your invitation that you give to others so that when they say why, why should I come to your church? Why should I, I do what you're asking me to do? Then you can tell them about what God has done in your life. Because you know what? Nobody can tell that story like you can. The first benefit that we see of being planted in God's family is that it builds our beliefs. You know, we live in a world with, with a huge belief deficit. An entire generation that doesn't know what they believe and are very easily swayed by popular opinion. Many have grown up with little or no church influence whatsoever. While there's many others that have grown up in that environment but are still hard-pressed to articulate what they believe. They don't know when those questions are given. In 1 Peter 3.15, the apostle Peter says it like this. He said, instead, you must worship Christ as the Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope, if someone asks you what you believe, as a believer, he says, always, 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 always be ready to explain it. We need to plant our lives, we need to plant our families in the good soil of the local church, where they can grow, where they can develop in their beliefs preparing them for the purpose that God has given them to live in their lives. We need to know what we believe. We need to know what, what his promises are for us before we can ever experience them. And so knowing the word of God, coming and sharing as we do on Sundays or throughout the week in our small groups is so, so important. We've got a great uh, book series study coming up in November on the book of James, and we're gonna pull that book apart and look at truly what it means to, to, to understand faith and perseverance within our lives. The second benefit of being planted in, in the, the family of God is it gives us a place to belong. Every single one of us need a place to belong. And I remember someone saying to me once, well, Pastor Steve, why can't I believe without belonging? And I said, well, you know, you probably could, but I don't think it's going to last too long. You see, with all that we face in life, it's hard to believe and not belong to a community of faith where we're strengthened and supported by other people who are moving in that same direction. That was really the secret sauce of, of uh, the disciples' growth. Jesus created this environment in this small group uh, where they could grow and learn and be challenged with one another. He was saying something bigger to you and I about our own involvement, about our own need for one another. The truth is there's no fruit when we're floating around, going from place to place, dragging our roots behind us. But when we're planted in a church family on purpose, that's when we flourish and we grow strong, as Scripture says. 
Another benefit to being a part of the family of God and being planted there is it helps us to become all that God wants us to be. You know what? I didn't commit my life to Jesus until I was probably 16 years old. So I didn't have the advantage that some of you have had of maybe growing up in that environment around other people that, that modeled what that looked like in your life. But when I did say yes to Christ, I can say this to you quite honestly because I, I stand here today because of it. That some of the best years of my life were serving within the local church. Church that my parents planted our family in. I became involved with the performing arts ministry of that church, with the student ministry of that church. I was taught the word of God. And I was taught what it looked like to live those principles that I was hearing. I was even giving, given an opportunity by those that believed in me to preach and to teach and to make a whole lot of mistakes along the way. People loved me and were patient with me. I learned how to be a servant. I learned how to be a giver. I learned how to be a husband and a dad. I learned how to be someone that other people could count on. I learned all of these things in the context of God's family. The same can be true for you and your children right here at Calvary when you plant yourself deep in God's house. Listen, back in the day when I was invited to that small group, I didn't realize that it would affect my future in the most incredible way. So parents, those of you that have children, when you come out on a Wednesday night, when you come to a small group or you encourage your kids to be involved in student ministry or bring them to kids' ministry, never underestimate the fruit that will come as a result of you planting them there and being there with them. Sometimes that means getting in a car and driving your kids to the church. Sometimes it means going as a family to the church. But the growth that comes of that is unbelievable. And then finally, another benefit, another great benefit to being planted in God's family is it allows us to live a much bigger life than we can on our own. Your life is so much bigger when you're planted in God's house. By being set in a, in a church community, we can do more locally, we can do more internationally than we could ever do on our own. And for us as a church, that, that's everything from from serving our street friends in Wally as we partner with Night Shift to loving our community in our public schools as we partner with the City Dream Center. These are things that we can do and our efforts are multiplied when we work with one another. Right through to reaching the world, to planting churches in war-torn Ukraine, in Israel, of seeing the kingdom of God continue to expand as multiplied groups of people are continuing to invite others, to bring others with them. And that also affects us right here at home in our own city and across our nation, being a part of groups that, that help to plant churches and to actively train and develop new leaders. Our reach is greatly extended when we do it together. We could never do those things on our own, but when we're planted in God's house, when we're standing side by side as deep stakes in the ground, all things are possible. Your life is bigger because you decided to do life with other people. You belong here, and that's God's heart for you. We see that in John 10.10 in the message translation when Jesus said, I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life, a bigger life than you ever dreamed of. That's his promise to every one of us. I want to encourage you today 
to share your faith, to share your life with others. After all, he did. He led by example. Be an inviter. Be a bringer. And if God has brought you and your family here to Calvary, then I want to encourage you. Plant yourself deep. Plant yourself deep so that your roots can can be nourished, that you can grow, that your children, your friends, your family can be uh, uh, growing as well and flourish in what God's called them to do. So here's my question as we close today. Will you be one of those strong stakes driven into the ground like Isaiah was talking about as we continue to be a church on purpose? Would you do it? Would you give your lives in such a way that how you live it will make a difference for eternity? Because your simple invitation can change someone's life forever. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your purpose at work within us. We thank you that we are a part of a church on purpose. That, Lord, you've given us a mandate to to love you, to love the world that we're in, and to make disciples uh, wherever we go. So I pray that you'd help each of us to to be inviters, to, to bring people to not just the church, but to the church that we are. Because it's not about going somewhere, it's about being something. So I pray for our church to to come into a a whole new season of of inviting people to coffee, inviting people over for dinner, inviting people to become a part of their small group, inviting people to come on a Sunday morning, inviting people to see the Christ who has changed our lives forever so that they, in turn, would do the same. We love you, Lord. We thank you for who you are in our lives. And we speak a blessing today on every person that's a part of this church family, both on site and online, that, God, you would strengthen us as we we are flourishing together and growing in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.